Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co founder and president of Promo Cares. Promo Cares is a 100% volunteer initiative that recognizes and empowers organizations and individuals in the promotional products industry to use their businesses as a superpower for social good. We share best practices, inspire collaborative efforts, and recognize their cause-related endeavors. Syracuse University alum Devin Piscatelli is CEO and co-owner of Akron Line, a second-generation family-owned business, top 40 promotional product supplier, and the nation's largest manufacturer of wooden rulers, yardsticks, and pencils. Way back in 2000, gosh, Devin, 2000, Devin and his sister, Danielle, took over leadership at Akron from their father, who started the business in 1967. Devin earned his BA in Business Administration from Syracuse, Martin J. Whitman School of Management, and outside of Akron, Devin has a passion for volunteering his time to several charities, He's also a world traveler and attended graduate school in mainland China. One of these days, I'm going to get you back on for a discussion about those days, I can imagine. Uh, Noteworthy to to, uh, mention here in 2017, Akron, in a great Midwest keep the jobs around move, announced that they would invest $2.9 million in upgrades to facilities, retain 148 existing jobs, and create 46 more making Western New York very, very happy. Their manufacturing facility was expanded to add approximately 15,000 square feet of manufacturing and warehouse space. Western New York, thanks you, Devin, and I thank you for joining me today. Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks, man. Happy New Year to you, bud. Like, we're coming right out of the New Year here, all trying to get ready for Expo, and trying to get a little one more episode on tape before we get on planes and go celebrate as Charity Gibson has called it the industry's biggest family reunion. And Devin, as you know, we at Promo Cares here have spent the last 12 months highlighting the great work members of our industry have been doing in the community. And in the process, we've managed to bring attention to a number of great causes being supported by the virtue of the sale of products in our industry. Akron's been really active in the give back work for longer than most so I thought it would be worthwhile to have you on and get your perspective about this topic. So are you okay with that being the topic for the conversation today? Yes, sir. And glad to be here and happy new year and looking forward to seeing you in person in uh, a week or so. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, PK Mixer with the one simple act we got going this year, where we're going to all get together and make sure the world feels our, feels our presence collectively other than just the shared hangovers that we all end up with the next day. So, so Devin, you guys, you guys have been um, really uh, instrumental and supportive of a program that's called the NAEIR program. And I think it's, it's part of a larger program within uh, Akron when it comes to give back. So kind of describe that program and how you guys interact with that organization. Absolutely. So NAIR has been around for far longer than I have been involved in the promotional products industry. Um, so NARE's big claim is that they empower generosity and for helping school children in need, it's basically a marketplace for, for teachers and, and other volunteers to obtain school supplies for 
children in need that, that may not have the funding at home or the school districts might not have the appropriate funding. So this is something that's near and dear to our family's heart. We started working with them in 2000, uh, donating product to them. And since 2000, we've donated more than $7 million of products. So something that we're very proud of. And probably about four years ago, off, I guess sort of piggybacking off of Tom's and some of the other um, brands out there that had their own one, one for one programs. We came, came up with our give back one for one program, basically anything, you know, allowing distributors to help participate um, in this and giving them something to sell off of. So there's the product categories change for, on an annual basis, but a distributor can, go through and select from about 10 products in our product line that if they order one of those, Akron will give like product categories and donations to Nair. So um, we think it's a pretty powerful tool and message for, for distributors and therefore end users to participate in this, uh, in this program. $7 million. And Devin, you know, not, not yeah, the, the sheer sum total of the dollars is fantastic. Absolutely. Like no, no diminishing the, the total amount of dollars. But when you think about what the average cost of your typical SKU is at Akron Rule, I mean, you're talking about an enormous number of pieces of product that have found its way into the hands of kids in schools, I, I, I got to imagine that it's been all over the place, right? I mean, most definitely. Yeah. And especially when you think about where our line was in terms of the type of products we had and the number of SKUs we had back in 2000, when we started to where we've grown, how we've grown our uh, injection blow molding, um, as well as increasing some of the, the products that, that we import from, from overseas as well. So we, we've definitely more than doubled the number of SKUs and, since the time that I've been here. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of pencils, <laughs> a lot of pencils <laughs> and rulers. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's quite staggering I and mean, it's something we're very proud of. And, and I think everybody in the Akron family is proud of that as well. So, yeah, for sure. And that, that I, I certainly, while the outward impact of the program is completely indisputable, and the sheer quantity of dollars and product, you know, that we're describing is really, really noteworthy. You know, we, we don't have the good fortune to really understand kind of what happens with that stuff once it goes to, to where you're sending it because there's an intermediary in place. So you're, you're not directly involved specifically with where that product is going. So, so I wanted to focus a little bit more kind of around what, having the program in place internally has meant for the organization and kind of, you know, what that's done to culture and things like that. So talk to me a little bit about the, I know it's been a while now, man, geez, I don't know if I can remember a whole lot back from 2000, but talk to me about like the, the origin of the decision-making that led to that decision to create the program. So I think that goes back to our parents and, and how my sister and I, Danielle and I were raised and just the importance of giving and, and you always receive more than you give to the universe and to people. So we were raised in that culture. So it's something that's always been of second nature to us. 
um, help those that are less fortunate. And um, I'm going to completely butcher one of my favorite quotes here, but <laughs> you know, if uh, the universe raises your, uh, you know, gives you more money and you're blessed through monetary ways, like you don't ra- raise your standard of living, you raise your standard of giving. Oh, nice. So, um, just something that's, you know, kind of, like I said, always been ingrained in us since we were young children. So, um, had this opportunity there. I don't, I, I don't even know how we stumbled upon it. I think Danielle might be the brainchild as she usually is with most of the, uh, the wins that we have at Akron. <laughs> so, um, the question of what does it do to kind of morale in, in people? I, I think in life, and especially in, in manufacturing jobs and industries day to day can become monotonous. And we have cabinets, cabinets filled with thank you letters, pictures, like letters from children and, and how these donations have helped make their lives better and change their lives. So I, I think seeing how meaningful some of the, you know, seeing how meaningful um, what people do on a day-to-day basis, how that can, how many lives that can affect down the line. Like it might, it's not just a pencil. It's not just a cup. It's not just a bag that, that we do and we imprint people's names on it. It's more, it's more impactful than that. Right. So how many children's lives does it touch or adults and, and helping them uh, achieve their, their goals. Right. Really? So Absolutely. Children that we help really uh, helps the, you know, I guess uplift the the spirits of everybody involved. So, so I can only imagine if you if you think about what you're describing as far as the outpouring of gratitude that you're getting from the recipients of the product, and and the way that that gratitude can be. A, really a shared win for people within the organization because you know everybody is responsible for that same order regardless of whether it's a free order that's going to nair or a for profit order that's going out the door you know it still has to be created it's got to get out the door it's got to go through all the steps in the supply chain to get where it needs to go and maybe it's not so noteworthy that you got a letter today or maybe tomorrow's two or three are nice but boy, oh boy, when you get 300 days into the year and you've got a mountain of that kind of stuff to look at wherever it is as I'm walking past it every single day, what a tremendous reminder of that cumulative effect that the company's generosity is having out there in the world. That, that's amazing. Amen. <laughs> What's the distributor response been as you've grown the program? How, how have you seen your growth in presenting it be met on the distributor side? Great question. And like most things, you know, you would think that it would be far, it would far surpass the actuality of it. Like everybody has the best of intentions um, when they hear about it, but putting it into Huh, putting it into action or, or making it, you know, having it come to fruition is a different story, right? Like everybody right. says they care, um, but it's pretty few and far between in terms of the number of people that actually, um, you know, it's the same 2% right. 
uh-huh. um, that that take advantage of it, that actually put their money where their mouth is. And this is a program that doesn't cost um, anything to additional. Any, yeah. yeah, it doesn't cost. So, yeah, we've been down this road before, you know, probably 10 years ago. We had an additive because uh, an additive that we added to our whole plastic line that helps uh, speed up the decomposition time or yeah, the decomposition time, like in the landfill and things of that nature, if they weren't recycled and it wasn't added cost to line and, and people said they, they cared and they care about their environment, but they wouldn't um, put their money where their mouth is. So this is something that to the industry doesn't cost them anything and they have an opportunity to participate, but still, um, I think at the end of the day, one of the distributors in working with an end user and they have 47 things to, to pitch them, you know, this is still something that, uh, is kind of at the end of their pitch and quite frankly, shouldn't be, this is more and more companies, you know, care about how their dollars are spent and, and where they go. And this is just a perfect tool for any distributor to have in their belt to answer those questions. Yeah. Uh, boy, we've, we've spent about nine hours of content this past year, really trying to unpack that sentence that you just laid out there for anyone who would be interested in listening. And, you know, for, for those of us who are uh, trying to advance the notion that this is becoming more important, you know, you have the good fortune, misfortune, unfortune, whatever fortune of 19 years of having some view as to what the market response has been to um, these kinds of programs. And, and so that's interesting to hear me say, hear you say in that while you recognize from your own perspective that you see the demand for it growing, that maybe our industry practitioners aren't keeping up with what the marketplace is suggesting we should be doing. Yes, sir. <laughs> so in those 19 years, I guess, as it, as it leaves its mark on Devin, the individual, what's this program taught you specifically about give back as a part of any business, not just your own? I just think that you always receive more than you give in ways that you don't expect. So, and they don't always reveal themselves um, right away. So, I think that's the most powerful lesson to all of this and to everybody in humanity is uh, the world would be a better place if we all gave a little bit more and didn't expect anything in return. And right. the universe always has a way of providing that exponentially back to us. So, Man, Devin, I swear, I'm just going to have you, you're going to be like when uh, Key and Peel have Luther, who's Obama's uh, anger guy, you're going to be my goodness guy. Cause you just hit it right on the head. Like I spend five sentences saying something you can say in five words. So good for you. <laughs> Call me anytime, buddy. <laughs> that would, that would make for a great skit. That would be hilarious. So, all right. So, uh, I typically leave this one for last for just about everybody who's coming on, you know, we're, we're hoping that we're inspiring folks along the way to, Maybe Devin is finally the, the interview that someone who's been on the fence says, all right, if, if Devin can be direct and to the point and tell me I should do it because the world needs to be a better place, I'm going to do it. So 
What would be the first thing you would suggest to someone if they were in that moment of saying, okay, I think I want to give this a try? To a distributor? Yeah. Why not? What do you have to lose? It doesn't cost, <laughs> it doesn't cost anything, right? So, um, right. And, and this is something that, quite frankly, they could approach any supplier with. And we're happy, you know, we're happy to be a catalyst for a source of change or um, a movement too within our industry where, you know, if someone doesn't like our product or, um, and they want to, you know, call somebody else, call Mark at Goldbond or CJ at Hit and they want them to do the, the, the same thing, then gosh, you know, we're just happy to be a part of that whole narrative. So, um, by all means, it doesn't cost you anything. You're, you're helping, you're helping people um, in ways that you you have no idea and that you can't measure. So, um, give it a shot. And really, at the end of the day, when cost is not a decision-making factor, I get it. If it's more expensive, I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying like take less money. If you, if you don't feel it, then don't do it. Some people will. Some people won't. But when Cost is no, there's, there's no, there's no factor of cost in this. It's just, Hey, buyer, you're going to buy something anyway. Would you like to have some of those dollars somehow make the world a better place by virtue of you having made that choice? So if you did nothing other than that, we've been doing this uh, a whole bunch of the, you are the average of the five people you hang around with most. And the thing that I've been trying to impress upon people is just change your mindset. That's the first thing you need to do. Don't worry about what you what the first thing you might actually physically do. Change change the fact that you think that this is something that you should do. And usually you start surrounding yourself with other people who feel the same way. You start watching what they're doing, and that's when you get inspired to go, well, I'm not going to do exactly what they did, but I think now I see an opportunity. And my uh, mother-in-law is a retired school teacher. And when I saw your guys' program, I immediately sent it to her. And you know what her first response to me was, Devin? Why didn't I know about that before I was retired? And to me, that's what it all boils down to is when you can connect a need with someone willing to give it, then all you really are doing is making the world a better place. So I will finish this up by giving you one last opportunity for thoughts and then we'll weigh my 5,000 words against your 1,000 in this transcript. (laughs) (laughs) There's a book that I shared with my management team and friends and family alike that sort of changed my life and is pretty powerful. And that's called the go-giver. Yeah. It's a simple little business parable and it's by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And it's just something I would encourage everybody to read, you know, it's 120 pages approximately and you can read it on a plane. You can, um, I'm not sure if it's on audible or not, but just something that just speaks to, to this movement and, hopefully making the world a better place. So just we're trying to do our, our little part in that and, and, and happy to, to help in any way that we can. So I appreciate you guys giving us the time and to, to discuss Nair and, and how we are doing our little part in the universe and in our industry. And, and hopefully, you know, it just continues to grow and evolve into uh, to many other things. Promo Cares has got a bright future ahead of it in 2019. We have much to share with the public as a whole coming into and then out of Expo. 
I think you'll see us uh, really surprise some folks with some of the initiatives that we're undertaking. And certainly, Devin, we are very grateful for your willingness to share and be a part of what we're doing. And as always, my friend, I appreciate the time and I will see you this weekend in Vegas.